The Brum Radio shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya. Bobby nice here. Bobby's in Stryce. Nice is in the biscuit. So what well, since we've done one of these, Paul? When was, yeah. What was the last one we did, love? I think about two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago. It was Grania. That's yeah. it. Yes. For International Women's Day. Mm. Right, so we hope you listen to that one. And we hope you can listen to this one with a lovely Tezilias. He's a really nice lad. I will be talking to him today. But... If you've not heard these before, you found a Tezzers and you thought, ooh, the piggy necks is Barbara Nice and double do the piggy neck, Paul. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm Mrs. Barbara Nice, Barbara's in Stries at Nice is in the Biscuit, and Paul is the producer. And before COVID, long, long time ago, BC, hmm. before COVID, we used to meet in a shed, Paul's shed. And I would just chat with, you know, pals of mine. And then COVID hit us and... Uh, then we went very regular, love, didn't we? It was Daily. Did it too much, really. Well, it was daily, it us, yeah. Something uh, to focus on. <laughs> so, just taking it easy, step by step, not booking any holidays, put it that way. <laughs> have you booked a holiday, Paul? No. The, the most things we have committed to are weddings at the moment, people's weddings. But That's again, the age you are, isn't it? Yeah, but again, will they happen? That's the question. Mm. Yeah, are they doing them on a big style, the weddings? Yeah, I mean, they've been planned for two years, so they keep getting bigger, but <laughs> <laughs> just keep adding stuff to it, I imagine. Is that what happens? Eddie so. rode up. So we're waiting now. We'll send the invitation to mm. Tezilias. He's written a book. That's what I want to talk to him about. Yeah. Whether he wrote it over lockdown, Paul, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. We'll know by the end of this conversation. <laughs> Quite a few questions to ask Tez about what's been going on. But when I look out of my window now, I've just seen a very nice film actually that Tez did on Twitter of him standing in the snow. It's a lovely little film. He's just doing a very nice scene with his eyes. (laughs) Only short, but I thought, hmm, lovely little thing. (laughs) It's his eyes that are making it. They're sort of watching the snow. Very nice anyway. But it's been snowing where he is. Have there been any snow round where you are, Paul? Yes, I'd say sleet or, you know, not quite full snow, but it definitely was a surprise mm. for an April afternoon that it's snowing. Sun and snow together. I mean, we know what happens with rainbows and rain. Do you get what rainbows you get with snow? Yeah. I think you get, um, what are them, what are them, them icy drinks used to get? Slush puppy? Yeah, you get slush puppy, sun and snow. <laughs> yeah. Sky tipped down with a slush puppy, but that horrible <laughs> blue it used to make your tongue go blue. What was it doing to your insides, Paul? Mm, I hope you weren't allowed to have them anyway. But I did was, your mum and dad let you have slush puppies? I loved them too much, and blue was raspberry, which always confused me because everything else was red. Raspberry was I red. I didn't everywhere. know that, you see. Yeah. I've never been taken. I wasn't going to ask Tez Ilias about slush puppies. Mm. Okay. Yes, send me out. We've got quite a lot of things to ask him. <laughs> Where he stands on slush puppies, and what's this book of his all about? Have you been tempted, Paul, on any level to write a book? No, I don't think I've got much to say. Really. <gasps> Oi, no. that's 
that's not true, Paul. Everybody's got a lot to say. You yeah. love Formula One. That's true. I've got a lot to say, but I say it on podcasts. Not really writing it down. That's laziness, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not writing it down. That's blinking laziness. I was muted. Yeah. My mic was muted. That's why. You would have thought, Tez, after all this, all this bloody time, that you, you of all people, would not make a schoolboy pig in error with a mute button. At least it was at the beginning. <laughs> you do look good. Okay, so this is Paul, and we'll just chat. But we, cool. know, we won't be filmed. We don't think so. It's a shame because you do. You look lovely. I love. I love. Okay, are we filming now, please? I want to just compliment him on this. I think it's great the way that your, your headphones match your top, love. Thank you. It's, it's, it's black and white, isn't it? Yeah. Like my beard. Yeah, you're looking good. I'll tell you where else, because I've seen you today, love, anyway, on Twitter. Black and white again with the snow. Yeah, I got, on your beard. I got caught out in it. I was doing a little filming for BBC Northwest tonight, and I got caught in it. And um, So this isn't actually white hair, it's just, it's just snow. <laughs> I'm not this old yet. <laughs> And where are you living now, love? Where was that snow? In Blackburn, in my hometown. That's it. You're from Blackburn, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah. You're... I love your hair, by the way. Oh, I should have said your hat. It's my hat. Because it's been snowing, hasn't it, Tez? This is where I put this pigging hat on for. Blackburn. Have you been in Blackburn all lockdown, love? Yeah, I was here. So I moved back up north once I quit my day job to do comedy full time, which is like 2016. Um, so obviously, like I travel out and about for work, but yeah, lockdown has meant I've been here uh, with my mama yeah. the entire time. I bet she's pigging, loved it. I bet. Oh, and have you been glad being back home and all, Tess? Has it been nice? It's been really nice, and honestly, Babs, I, I cannot recommend being in lockdown with an Asian mum enough. <laughs> they they just they go above and beyond the call of duty. It's been it's been amazing, uh, and it's been nice because my sister's been in our bubble, so I've been I've been seeing my nieces and nephews every weekend. Mm. Uh, and watching them actually grow up in real time has been amazing. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? People have been more connected with their families. Is it? I mean, I know it's been awful as well, but there's always a good side. Ying and yang, fen and shui, start skiing up, isn't it, kid? There's always another side to it. Now, tell us. I've got a couple of questions for you. Go on. Do you like slush puppies? I... You know what? I think I'm agnostic on slush puppies. <laughs> They always give me brain. They always give me proper brain freeze. Like yeah. I have one, and then I'm like, I can't think anything for the next month. Like it just kills my brain cells. Right, they are. But cold. but I, I like that. That first three seconds are amazing, hmm. and then my brain's just gone. What the hell's going on? I only asked you that because I don't really like them, but but Paul likes them, and I've thought I wonder if Tess does. And then the other question is this book that you've done, love. Tell us about mm. your book. Yeah, so the book is called The Secret Diary of a British Muslim Aged 13 and 3 Quarters. Can barely say it in one breath. Uh, and it's about my life growing up in Blackburn in the 90s. Because um, growing up, Babs, I didn't have a book about, you know, like my forefathers who came to this country in the 50s and 60s. I didn't have a book about them, about the, how they grew up in the 60s, 70s and 80s. So I thought I wanted to write about what it was like for me so that people, the next generation can have a look at what it was like for their parents and their uncles and their aunts. That's very good, isn't it? So when you was doing it, what kind of things did you did you came back to you that you thought I nearly forgot about that. I'm glad I haven't because it would have got buried. What are you glad to pass on about that time? Um, so many things. The fact that I was an absolute nightmare in school for my teachers. Oh. Honestly, at, at the time, I thought I was I was quite a smart kid, 
So I, I did quite well in my in my exams and stuff. But also, I can't imagine how much the teachers must have hated me because they never made me a prefect badge, and I was one of the brightest kids in my school. That's so and awful. I never got I never got my prefect badge. Um, it's because I used to answer back in class all the time. I, right. I, I mean, in the right, I'm in the right job now, but it's like luckily it's worked out, and I do stand up comedy for a living. Like, but I was such an obnoxious kid. I remember I used to heckle assemblies. What did you used to say? Give us an example of. Because like, the teacher would ask a rhetorical question. The teacher stood at the front, right, like the headmaster, asking a rhetorical question, and me because of the question, I thought I know the answer to that. I just shout it out. And they'd be like, it's not, that wasn't for you to answer. And I was like, oh, but, but I kind of, but I, but I knew the answer though, so. So no prefect badge for you. Not that you're bitter. You've, you've let that go, Tez, no, I think. I've, yeah, I've obviously got over it, but. Um... <laughs> you have, I think if anybody wants to give Tez some, it's a nice prefect badge. would be very nice for him. So there you were, clever lad. Causing trouble for teachers. Did you like doing drama? Did you have drama in your school, Tez? So this is the other thing. I dropped drama in year nine, you, Barbara. Did you? I did because I thought, because back then I wanted to be a doctor. Oh. That was my entire life. I don't know whether that was my own idea, whether my mum incepted it into my brain while I was sleeping, but <laughs> I really wanted to be a doctor. So the, so I remember, because I was really good at drama as well. I was I was good at that all that improv yeah. stuff. Um, but I dropped it in year nine because I thought, well, I'm not going to become like an actor or a, or a, or, a, or anything like that. So I dropped it for business studies. Oh, you daft thing! So you didn't do I any know. youth theatre or anything like that. Tess. Nothing All the like fun that. Of that. No, nothing. The only play I've ever been in uh, was in year four, where I got to play Captain Blackbeard in 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 our infant school play. Right. Well, come on, then. So you did. You, you went to business school, right? And then when, how come you did all the performing and the comedy? Did the, did the acting come after the comedy then? Must have done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I, I went to university, did a degree in biochemistry, did a master's in management, went to London to work for the Home Office, the civil service. <laughs> and so it was at the age of 27 that I came across a stand-up workshop completely accidentally online because I was looking for a writing workshop. Yeah. Came across a stand-up workshop and I thought, oh, my friends tell me I'm funny. I believe them because I'm deluded. Um, so I went on it. It was one day a week for six weeks and it was really fun. And it just got me, into, like these things don't teach you to be funny, but it got me into the exercise of writing yeah. and writing and structuring routines and stuff. And then at the end of it, there was a showcase where everyone on the little stand-up workshop, they invited their friends and that. And that went really well. And then I just found the open mic circuit after that. And I just, that was 2010. And I've just not looked back. Oh, brilliant. Because I love you in that man like Mo Bean. I'd like oh, you to. Do, you. I know you're a good stand-up and all that, love, and a wonderful writer of books. I know all that, but a, a bit more acting. Do you fancy some more acting or what? I would. I would love to do some more acting, but whatever they'd have me in, I do. But it's weird. I don't get that many auditions, Barbara. Given how good I was in that show, you were picking weird, good. You're honestly really good. You don't. I hope the RSC are listening to this. Listen, I've got connections. People who've listened to this. There's one woman anyway. Lives listen to this in Australia. <laughs> That gives you an idea of the reach of it. I would do Home and Away or Neighbours. I'd be happy to. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at Kylie Minogue. It worked out for Kylie, didn't it? I think that's brilliant. If that comes off, Tess, I'd be so pleased. <laughs> How did it all happen? Well, I was all doing this podcast with Barbara and I. From one person that is in Australia. And now I'm, I'm sort of doing some Kylie Minogue parts in uh, Home and Away. Neighbours. Could you imagine me and your neighbours going, I love this street, it's wicked. <laughs> So let's go, let's go back now to lovely Blackburn. 
So mm. there you are. Look, beautiful countryside around there, isn't it? So as a kid, did you go out walking a lot? Give you a love of nature? No, it's one of them things like where you're from, you just take for granted. Yeah. So I never took advantage of it. Now I look. Now I've moved back from London. I'm like, oh my god, the Ribble Valley, the Lancashire countryside, yeah. it's beautiful. Do I take advantage of it now? No, because <laughs> I'm lazy now. But when I was younger, it was because I just took it for granted. So I was a really active. Go <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> I was a really, I was a really active kid, uh, but it was mainly spent playing football yeah. and, uh, and 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 like playing knock door run and stuff. But the other, the other but last. <laughs> So the worst thing we did as a kid, Barbara, we, we, we used to post fireworks into letterboxes, like lit fireworks into people's letterboxes. Right, How okay, well I happen to know that and this whole thing has just been a construct to get you to confess to that crime. Oh my God, I'm po <laughs> Paul's going to kick my door down any second. Letterbox. Oh, there needs to go. <laughs> well, um, you shouldn't have done that, Ted. I know, I know, but you know, in my defence, I was 25. Um, <laughs> No, no, it was no, it was a long time ago. It was I was I was a small child. Yeah. Um, but last year I was walking. There's a golf course not from, from not far from where I live, about ten minute walk. There's a golf course, and I was walking around there because they weren't using it during the pandemic. So yeah. it's a good place to go for a walk. And a deer ran past me, an actual real life Bambi thing. No. And like I didn't know we had them in Blackburn. And I was trying to take my phone out, but they rapid. It just it didn't stop. It didn't pause. It just it just kind of just. And the way they ran, they like they bounced, don't they? They don't yeah. they don't run. They like they bounce like that. <laughs> and it, like, by the time I got my phone out and ready, it had gone. But I was so, I was so, it was so cool. It was nice seeing nature. I, I saw a deer around here as well. It's, it's interesting. I think they must be all over the place. And there was two badgers. I don't know whether you know this. In the first lockdown, the site had got seen at Sheffield Station. Two badgers, Tess. Nobody knew where they were setting out to. We live in the <laughs> Vida Loca. Come on, kids, we're comedians. <laughs> I can I'm see applauding. you as a footballer, Tess. I'm, gi I'm giving you an applause break. Thank you, darling. I can see you as a footballer. What was your position? Uh, mainly the subs bench. <laughs> but occasionally, <laughs> occasionally I got to... You know what the worst thing was? My dad was managing the team. My dad was the manager of the team. And I was a, I was on the subs bench for the B team. Let alone, let alone starting for the A team or being on the bench for the A team. I was on the bench for the B team. That's how bad I was. That was my, my, my skill did not match my enthusiasm. Oh. Was he trying to teach you a lesson and saying, listen, so nothing comes easy in life. Work for it. Yeah, I think I think the lesson was don't be shit at football. Ah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, because my dad, my dad's got a reputation for being really good at football. My dad was like, he's a local amateur legend. Right. Like he played all the Sunday leagues. He's got he's got he's got a cabinet full of trophies. Yeah. And then he had me come along and I was like, yeah, two left, two left feet. <laughs> See, that, what football team? Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn Rovers, indeed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to support your hometown. Yeah, you have got to support your hometown. So there is this lad then. He sat on the bench. He'd been a bit naughty at school. Good at drama because he was very good at Blackbeard in year four. <laughs> but he's <laughs> he's going to be. Was every, with you, with you the only person who wanted to be a doctor around your way? Or was everybody wanting to be a doctor? You know, what was going on? It, it, it was doctors, lawyers, accountants, business people. That was all the sort of... And then, you know, optometrist or, like, <laughs> dentist or whatever. So it was all that sort of variation of, like... And then, and then I failed my A-levels, so I had to end up doing biochemistry, which is the best thing that happened to me because, you know, if you change one thing in the past, then everything in the future changes, then I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have ended up here talking to you and having no, written a book. Right. So it all worked out really well. By the time, I was like, I remember feeling so embarrassed and bad about it, but... Yeah, in the long run, it's worked out really well. So it must have felt, yeah, it must have felt really awful at the time. Biochemistry, what is it, love? 
I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> like, like I studied it. I did a, I did a whole degree in it, but it's about it's it's about the chemistry in your body. So, like our body, obviously, our body is biology. Um, but there's a lot of chemical processes happening in our cells and in our bodies, such e.g. our metabolism. Right. So it's, it's a study of that. Right. That's in, that's interesting me that is because I've been watching going back to the animals that we're talking about. Cows and sheep, Tess, they do a lot of eating grass. They're spending a lot of their life eating. And I think that's, they've got no time to better themselves. That's what I think. I've got, I'm concerned about it because I think, man, Shane, all they can do, Tess, is eat. Whereas we've got some time on our hands, and we? we can do stuff with it. I've been thinking about that anyway, metabolism and access to a life. I mean, to be honest, in the last year, all I've been doing is eating as yeah, well. Okay. I mean, that last, last August, Eat Out to Help Out was the time of, I had the time of my life. <laughs> I, I really helped out, Barbara. I, I really, oh, I did my bit for Queen and Country. Have you, your mum, I bet your mum's been making some lovely dinners for you. Oh, she, she has. I can smell something now. Right. She, she's Tell amazing, us what she's mum. making. What is it? What can you smell? I, can, I think it's Sagaloo. All right, okay. Very, very, very nice. Yeah, my mum, she makes the, the good authentic stuff. She's great. If you ever up this way, gig in, Barbara, let me know. No, I would love to. And we'll, we'll have to invite you over. Oh, I'd love to. But when you were a kid, I know you've got things like sagaloo and all that, which is spinach and potato, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, but was you after, really, were you thinking, can I not have Linda's crispy pancakes, mum? Was there anything like that going on? Of course. Uh, like I, uh, My favourite meal growing up, when my mum wants to make, she made homemade chips and fish fingers and beans. That was my favourite meal know, of the week. Right. I used to love that. I used to like soak my chips in the, in the brown vinegar. I used to love it. But can you cook now, Tez? Has she given you the skills? Um, no, and I do blame her. <laughs> because I'm like, because I'm like, mum, growing up, you did everything for me. You didn't let me. Because like, thing is, Barbara, like when you're a kid, and if your mum does everything, why would you volunteer to do exactly. stuff? You wouldn't, would you? Your mother's fault. So, so I said to her, like, mum, this is your fault, this. <laughs> so I, t- I, t- I always tell her I'm a victim of the patriarchy, but she, she just she just laughs it off. <laughs> is your mum glad you've written? Hey, has your mum, does your mum know about the book? Does she come out? Does she, she come does. in it, you know, quite a lot? Does she seem good? Yeah, she's she's in it loads. Yeah, she comes off really well, but she, she's in it She's in it a lot. Um, I remember when I told her about the book, though, she was worried. It was quite, because, you know, it was... You know, it's, it's like I had, a, I had a great time growing up, but obviously there were moments that weren't great. Yeah. And that period of my life that I wrote about between 13 and three quarters and 18 and a half, that five year yeah, period. Bit, yeah. There were some like hard times during yeah. it and stuff because I had like a horrible evil stepdad that I write about in the book. And my mum's kicked him out since, but he was awful. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when I first told my mum about the book and the time that I'm writing it in, she said to me, oh, but that was quite hard for us, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the first thing she said to me. Yeah. And then she got over it and we started reminiscing about all the fun times we had and all the stupid stuff that I got yeah. up to. And That's she reminded me, it was like slightly before the period that I wrote about, but she reminded me, apparently, Barbara, when I was a kid, yeah. um, when I'm like, I'm like talking about three, four, when I like first learned to walk, um, I would open up the fridge door and then I'd get an egg out and then I'd wait for my mum to come in the kitchen and she said to me to drop the egg and I'd just drop it on the floor like that. I would just, I would just do that and then run off. So you got a double act going on really with your mother. Yeah, an egg that's what I was. Act. I'd drop it act. She'd like drop it. I'd be like, all right, mum, there you go. Boom. <laughs> Right, say, say this book really takes off and they make a film of it. Who should play your mother? 
Has she got any ideas who she wants to be played by? Ooh, she hasn't told me yet. Yeah, I'm sure that's some like fan, some fancy Bollywood actress yeah. that I'm sure she's thinking of or something. Maybe Mira Sayal could play. Oh, that would be smashing. Get them all. That would be who's smashing, gonna, You'd it? be yourself. Which, well, you've got to find a young you, haven't you? I've got to find a kid, haven't I, yeah. to play me? I'd play my dad. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I'd play my dad. I'd shave my beard off, have that, have that little 90s moustache that my dad had. Uh. I'd be perfect. That's right. Good. Because I think it would be a very good thing to do to make it into a film. So it's got these, like but you say, it's a it was a difficult, I think that age is difficult for everybody, really. You're just beginning to be yourself a bit, aren't you? A teenager mm. and all that. Yeah, because you're discovering yourself. Mm. You're discovering like you've got crushes on all these girls that don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Then you're trying to get your homework in and get good grades. Then you got your mum breathing down your neck mm. at home and stuff. Then you're trying to impress your friends outside. Shit at football. So much stuff going on. Mm. What music did you like, Tess? Ooh, that's good. I, I, I like some of the stuff in the charts, yeah. uh, like The Cause and Sixpence None the Richer and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit, a bit of Spice Girls and that. <laughs> but I also, I really fell in love with hip-hop and R&B and, and rap music during, like when I was about 14, 15, my friend bought a mixtape into school that had like Tupac and Biggie Smalls and Dr. Dre on it. And I really fell in love with that. And then I discovered like Eminem and Busta Rhymes oh, and all right, that. So yeah, like, yeah... I, I really fell in love with that stuff, like going in, like at the end of school and going, going into college, I fell in love with all that. Did you go to a youth club at that time? Was there a youth club round your way? No. So after school, we used to go to mosque classes to learn all the Arabic and how to read the Quran oh. and how to, how to pray and all that. Right. So we had that. So we had that going on in the evenings. So that was every, almost like five days a week. So after school, we'd have an hour at home. We'd go to mosque classes at five, come back at seven and then we'd do our homework and eat and all that after that. So a mosque, so there was all your own age group at mosque. Was it, was it a good laugh? I'm honest, I mean that seriously, because you were all yeah, together, no, yeah. weren't you? It was a proper laugh. I bet it, it was. was. <laughs> yeah, such a good laugh. Um, I'm used to always, like the imam, the guy who was teaching yeah. us, he was all, he'd always get on his nerves as well. <laughs> and he'd always tell us to shut up. But no, we used to have such a, we used to have such a good laugh. Because I had slightly different mates at mosque class to what I had at school as well, because yeah. a lot of the mosque class friends went to like the different high school. Right. Uh, so I got to make friends at, with my friends at high school and then with the friends that I had in mosque as well. So it was like two different sets oh, of friends. So that nice. was fun. And then that was just, fun. Are, are people still around when you've been able to be home for all this pandemic stuff? Have you been able to see some of them people that you grew up with? Yeah, quite a few people. Actually, funnily enough, just before this, I was doing some filming in the parks with BBC Northwest tonight. And this lady was interviewing me. And, and one of my best friends, he, he cycled past doing his exercise for the day. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, what's going on? I was like, oh, this guy's... Because she'd read the book. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's Pat's that's mentioned in my book. And she was like, oh, that's cool. Oh. So that was nice. Uh, so, yeah, I see them all. I see, like, obviously, we still play football now. Like, when the pandemic's not on, I mean, I know the football cages are open. We go and play. We go and play so okay. hopefully we're going to play soon as well. Oh, nice. So this book now, so it, when does it actually get launched then, Tess? Uh, it's out on the 8th of April, which is my birthday. Oh, right. Yeah, so uh, good timing. Uh, yeah, so it's out. We're recording this one on the sixth, so it's out in two days. Brilliant. And um, can people get it? How do they buy it if they want to? Because it will be good. Anybody listening to you now knows it will be good. So oh, thank you. Uh, how can they get it? Can they get it off Amazon and all that? Yeah, so it's on Amazon, Waterstones. If they walk into a bookshop, if they walk into a local bookshop, it should be there. But I guess Amazon and Waterstones online is probably the main, the best route during the pandemic. And it's also audible. I recorded it as well. I like I I I do the reading for it as well. So if you like audiobooks, you can get that's an Brilliant. option as well. And what do you hope happens with it? Who do you hope is going to read it, Ted? I 
hope everyone reads it. I hope people like you read it, Barbara. I hope people like Paul listening uh, reads it. I hope people who grew up at that time read it and reminisce. I hope people, young people read it going, oh, that's what it was like for them in the 90s. And yeah. I hope older people read it as well so they can understand us better. So I hope, you know, yeah. Asian people, white people, black people, I hope everyone reads Everybody. it, young, old. Yeah. Tess, you, I, I always like you because I couldn't, you've got your head screwed on. So you're a good laugh. You're a good fun lad. You've made me laugh loads already doing this. But you also got a good heart, so you care about other people. Part you, you, Timmy, you're a socialist, aren't you, Tez? I am. I try. You know, it just. I feel like I look at the world and I think it could just be, could just be a bit fairer, couldn't That's it? That's right. Which is what I think. I, I think the same as you. Where do you think you got that from? The ideas about fairness and equality. Is that born in you? Is it from your family? Was it from school? Was it from the Spice Girls? Where did it come? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from family and faith mm. like fa family because like, I've got a big family we're always about sharing mm. and we're always about if you can get some for yourself then get some for your siblings or your cousins yeah. or I've always taught to share my video games like growing up and stuff and cricket bats and footballs and all that sort yeah. of stuff so that was a big part of it and then my faith as well it's a very socialist faith about looking after poor people yeah. and giving to charity and, and making sure people are looked after who are vulnerable so yeah it comes from a mix of that yeah good isn't it Mm. It's a good thing because it gives you nice things. I like the idea of sharing stuff up. So if you were going over to a buffet at a wedding, you always bring some stuff back for everybody else. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly. What it's all about, kid. Whatever you can carry, as much as you can as carry. As much as you can carry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You, we can only carry in many places we can. We're only human, says. But we'll do our best. Exactly. But then if everyone did it, <laughs> then it'd be great, wouldn't it? Of course it would. That's right, if everybody did. So when this, I mean, just this pandemic and it's been awful and, and we keep saying it's all right again, but I'm not sure it is. But anyway, it, what what kind of changes would you like to see, love? Do you think, it's been a long time, a year, hasn't it? You know, so things I have know. changed really. What do you think we should keep hold of? I think, I think doing this sort of stuff, like a lot more, like video calling and stuff, because... Obviously, we can't always get to each other. Like, if we, if you, if I've, if I'm doing a little thing in Blackburn, or you're doing a little thing in Birmingham, or wherever you know, wherever you are in the world, you can't always get to them places. But now you can talk to anyone in the country or the world I and know. just have a nice little chat, and so you don't have to worry about being on location with someone. So I think, I think that's good. Yeah, I do. I know because it brings mixes everything up quicker, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and but I also think they should like venues should think about live streaming their gig. Obviously, we, you'd want to do comedy in front of live in front of a live audience, so have that element in. If they live streamed it, not that it's recorded, but it's only live streams so that people can watch it live yeah. from anywhere in the world. So like if they want to watch Top Secret Comedy Club yeah. on a random Tuesday night at eight o'clock, they can tune in from wherever. <laughs> and and he only lives in that moment. So it's only live yeah. and they pay an extra and then the comics get cut of whatever, yeah. however many people watch it live as well. I think that'd be really fun. I do. I know because not everybody can go get out at night anyway, can it? You know, and also yeah, exactly. the global. I like the global thing. I'm strictly no boundaries, no borders me. I like the idea of everybody being able to, to get anywhere all the time. Thinking about your acting, when you was talking and I was thinking, I think you'd be very good in Doctor Who. And I'm telling you that for nothing. <gasps> Tess, I think you'd be brilliant as one of the Doctor's helpers. You're nodding in a way. Have they approached you? They haven't. But I would love to be uh, either a Doctor's assistant or you'd something. Brilliant, I, always said, I always said it'd be really funny if I was the first ever Asian Doctor. Well, you can be. Then remember, you could be. Then I remember but there's loads of Asian Doctors, Barbara. That's ah! the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was so caught up with a new B Doctor. I forgot about the sense of humour. 
<laughs> but I would love to do that. I would, I would, I would, even if I was an assistant or even if I got to guest for a bit, like I would love that. You'd be great, honestly. If anybody's out there listening with the Doctor Who connection, yes, Tez Elias. I'll, I'll split my time between neighbours and That's Doctor right. Who. Like, I'm like would, your casting agent, that. aren't you, Tess? Yeah. Getting a lot of work before you, love. <laughs> but I'd also like to see it the RSC. I think oh you'd be God, good in be that. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> like in Othello. Othello. Yeah. No, I see more Macbeth. <sighs> my favourite. You'd be good Macbeth. as Macbeth, love. With that beard yeah. and everything. You have Macbeth now. That's what I'm... Hanging out with some witches. Of course, that's... <laughs> that's right. On the moors. Where's you the closest what, my... moors now to, to where you are living? Um, what are they called? I mean, Pendle Witches. The... You know the Pendle Witches, aren't you? Yeah, Pendle's not that far. Come on. Pendle's not too far. far. Yeah, yeah. Also, my ex-girlfriend, right, She she's from um, Perth in Scotland. Right. And... Her garden, the tree, she tells me this is true. She could have been pulling my leg, but she tells me it's true. And her dad confirmed it. The tree in her garden, in, in her house in Perth, is the tree that is based on where the witches were stood at the beginning of Macbeth when they're doing that portion. Right, Apparently. okay. Well, this is getting a bit frightening now. Because it's like Apparently. loads of worlds are colliding. Yeah. I think you're going to get, you're going to play Macbeth. Bane of Cordor. <laughs> Do you know them play? Because I'm so... When... I tell you, you know when all that stuff was going on with Donald Trump and he was... He, that reminded me of Macbeth when he kept denying that he was going to be put out of power, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah, they were fully denying about like Everyone else can see what was happening. That's exactly it. Whereas it the, pro the protagonist is like, nah, I'd be fine. That's exactly it. Yeah, see, you are, yeah, I can see he's a very clever lad at school. Calling out... <laughs> Did you ever get the cane? Did they hit you, Tess? No, it was a bit... I got the cane in mosque. Oh. <laughs> Go on. So, so, so they, they kept that capital punishment going for a bit longer. Yeah. But, by the, but, but by the time I got to school, the cane, the cane had kind of... It was done. Right. Um, I remember a, a teacher in primary school kicked me in the backside once, and that was a bit of a shock. Um, okay. But no, I never got... I never, oh, yeah, I got the cane in mosque, though. It was, it was quite What it was, did was you quite get the cane in mosque for? Just trying, just, just talking, Same not knowing thing. my work and stuff. Not knowing my not knowing my homework and then just chatting, it's really bad. But I think they quite liked it. I think that you you didn't have to do a lot to get the cane in mosque. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> just breathing the wrong way, you'd get one. Oh, it's so nice to right. Okay, tell us again what the, what's the title of this book? So it's called The Secret Diary of a British Muslim, aged thirteen and three quarters, and it's about my life as a working class British. As a working class British Muslim in Blackburn in the nineties. Oh, I think you should I think it's gonna go very, very good, love, honestly you do. Did you read Thank Adrian Moe? I did. Um I so I reread it again oh, when when I started before I wrote my book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also just about like structure and stuff like that and uh yes, Brit Sue Townsend was amazing. Yes, she was, yeah. She was brilliant. And and a lot of fun in that Adrian Moe book. I remember talking to some BBC producer and they turned that down. I think it had been sent to them and they said, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. That's the kind of thing that happens. They're, they're not always, yeah. we, we know, they're not always right, are they? They know, they miss yeah, great yeah. things. This will be on the radio, Tez, won't it? Oh, awesome. Yeah, what, what channel? No, you. Oh, not sorry, this, yes. This is just going straight directly to Australia. Nice. <laughs> 
just channel into one woman's ear. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much. You delightful to talk to you. Got me laughing my head thank off. You. And thank you. Are you looking forward to getting back on the stage? Love doing oh, stand up. How do you feel about oh. that? I can't wait. I've missed it right. so much because I've got a tour later in the year as well. Okay, tell I, us I, about I was, meant to, I was meant to be on tour last year. Right. Uh, obviously, got postponed because of the the, the old pandy. <laughs> um, and so and so it's from September to November, uh, almost the exact same weekends as last year. We just shunted it forward twelve oh, months. Brilliant. Um, so luckily the the venues were available, and um, yeah. So yeah, just go on my website tezilias.com. All the infos on there, and uh, I'm looking forward to because I think we all deserve a good laugh after this. Of course, this. we do. Aww. So yeah, go out there, go to the comedy clubs, go see shows, yeah. read my book, get out, et cetera, yeah, read the book. Yeah, we all deserve a good laugh, and thank you very much to Tez Elias for giving us a good laugh. I just burped. Thank you. Come on, Tez. Well, I'm telling you now, if you didn't enjoy that, what's up with you? Isn't it nice, Paul? Yes, very great, nice and cheery, upbeat, cheery, uh, funny. Energetic. Kind-hearted. Uh, yeah. Kind-hearted. Well, what a lovely combination. You've got his head screwed on. Hard work. It looked just very nice. And I loved oh, yeah. it when I said, what's a biochemist? He said, you tell me. I loved him. <laughs> I really properly think he's smashing. And good luck with that book. It sounds good with the Adrian Mole connection. Mm. And the British Muslim and the, the, you know, the northernness of where he's come from and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And normally on the podcasts, you use it to try and get a job yourself. But this time, you've got him two jobs by the sound of it. Okay, Doctor two Who or three and jobs, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who, Macbeth at the RSC. Oh, yeah. There's a third one. Neighbours. In Neighbours. I do think he's very castable. Mm. Said that I, don't, I mean, there could be some casting and advisors listening to this. Who knows? Neighbours is probably doing a lot of stuff on Zoom at the minute, from what I've seen. Yeah. So could work to sit at home be on neighbours it'd be great in Doctor Who Paul. oh yeah oh yes I'd love that because he was great in Man Like the Beat don't mm. did we even talk about it no. we did. oh you mentioned it you mentioned it oh right I said I liked his acting in it which yeah. I did it's be very very funny <laughs> I can see him going to America as well really so good luck we got him while we could <laughs> <laughs> he was on this podcast while we yep. could right now We've been using a different method. You, mm-hmm. For people who've been, you know, long-time listeners will know that we've always, since COVID struck, used clean feed, which of course then I do the gag about colonic irrigation. Oh, yeah, I'm going to miss that. now we're not. What are we on now, Paul? We're on riverside.fm. Right. So it's and it's a part, because sometimes, again, long-time listeners will know that sometimes it sounds... Well, you won't know, actually, because... Paul is very, very good, but I know that sometimes there's been a massive delay and Paul's had to stay up all night, sweating over a Juliet balcony. Yes. What was that podcast we lost and we had to redo? That was a good one. We lost you and you had to redo the questions. But this is a different method. So this is called Riverside FM. And why is it, is it easier for you, Paul? Eh? Um, it's more visual. The sound is going to be the same for people at home, but we get to look at each other and wave and, right and look at, well say, i'll like, tell you what yeah. oh we should have got a picture tez then uh, yeah. can you screenshot it i don't ask again it's still new for me i don't know if you can but i'm sure there's ways oh well i think it would be very nice because he did look very nice he got this he a nice white top on which knowing now his mother's washed for him and um <laughs> nice headphones white headphones he looked very good he looked mm. i knew he'd been a football i knew he'd been a football because he looked like georgie best <laughs> 
And anybody that knows, well, he, he, he played Georgie best. I must yeah. write to him and tell him why. Yeah. Okay, so let's get a screen. If we can't get a screenshot, then let's no. get a picture of Tess. Yeah. Look out for that. When this goes out, this will be on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It will have been released, I think, Tess's uh, book. Yeah. Which she was asked to write. It's good, isn't it? There's been people yeah. with a bit of intelligence saying, you know, it would be good. Tess Ilias knew her right. <laughs> uh, will come out. When did he oh. say his book was coming out? Uh, the 8th. The eighth, eighth right? So then we'll be a couple of days after. But yeah. this is a good second spirit. When people say, "Ooh, we well, sold a lot of copies of that book <laughs> on that Sunday night," I say, "Yeah, because of Barbara Nice and Friends podcast." <laughs> and book also... pushes to the stars, and then just look out because it's slowly coming back. Like like yeah. Tez says, live entertainment's coming back, and I've enjoyed doing this, and I'm glad I've been doing this. And I'd like just a shout out for all my. Patreons, my Patreoners, <laughs> because without them, there's only a few, and they're all very nice. They give me that little get up and go to say, right, come on, get a podcast sorted out, or come on, go for a walk and tell us where you're going. So thank you if you're one of my Patreoners for supporting me, because you just give me that little lift to make me do things. And everybody oh. needs a little push in the right direction. Who pushes <laughs> you in the right direction, Paul? Oh, the Bromadio people. I think it's all <laughs> motivation. And uh, if I don't turn up, then there's no radio shows. That's so. right. That's <laughs> so. somebody noticing whether you're there or not. Yeah. That's Mind you, I had a day off yesterday and it all happens without me. So maybe I'm not as essential as I think. <laughs> well, we all, it's good to have a day off. Anyway, enjoy yourselves. Look after yourselves. Buy Tez's book. And uh, yeah. Keep listening. Keep laughing. Look after yourselves. The three L's. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.